Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Am I Embarrassing You podcast. I'm your host, Zoe Wexler, here with my mom, Dr. Amy. Oh my god. (laughs) We're doing it. We're doing it. We're back. Season two. Season two, episode one. Oh yeah. Nothing has changed. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, I was, we were listening to the intro. It could be any month. Like, it could still be June right now. It could be. You're wearing the same bright blue free city sweatshirt you always wear. This is my happy sweatshirt. I love it. We're sitting in the same place because your drum room slash our recording room isn't built yet. But it's in in the process of being built, so it's quite different than June. Okay. Sure. It's true. Hello, everybody. (laughs) So we've actually had a lot of requests to come back. Yeah. Mom kept telling me that, and I kept, kept thinking she was making it up. I was not. I never made it up once. I'm a shitty liar. You know that. Yeah. No. People are like, oh, when's your, when's your podcast coming back? I told my friend and she and her daughter listened. They really liked it. Other patients, when are coming back? Dr. Amy, what's going on? And then you were like, oh, they don't really mean it. Or you're yeah, being I, very negative. But at least I wasn't pretending. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? Like, I wasn't pretending to be like, wow, that's great. I was like, I don't believe you. <laughs> why didn't you believe me? I don't know. I don't feel, like, impactful. I just feel like no one was actually wanting to hear it back. And then when I posted that we were coming back, like, last week, we got a lot, I'm not exaggerating, of DMs and responses. And how did that make you feel? Surprised. Zoe Mara. Pleasantly surprised and excited. There you go. How about that? And here we are. I hate when people are like, everyone's been asking me. Thank you guys so much for the DMs. But I actually mean it. (laughs) We got a lot, okay? We got a lot. What's up? Well, <laughs> I spent the whole day with you. I work in mom's office now. She's a part-time employee. I work three days a week helping answer the phones. Yes, because the phones are busy. Because we're busy. We're back, people. Yeah, the office is back. Pre-pandemic surge. It's really busy. So I'm helping out. And I, I really like it. People keep being like, oh, you're working in your mom's office. I'm like, no, it's. I really like it. I like helping. I like talking on the phone. I like being in the office. I mean, I mean it when I say that. And you're paying me too, which is nice. Yeah. And you're helpful. Yes, I'm helpful. And I love seeing your little face in my office. It just makes me happy. We have fun. Of course we have fun. And I like being there. And then when you get home, I like don't have to ask you how your day was. I'm kidding. <laughs> mm-hmm. Plus, you needed to get your butt out of the house. I did. But yeah. before we get there, we could yes. talk about like what we've been doing since June. Because now it's November. Also, happy Thanksgiving. This episode comes out on Thanksgiving. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Yeah, that's true. Our last episode, our friend Dina Powell. Mm-hmm joined us for a really great discussion about the awesome work she's doing at Goldman Sachs in the One Million Black Women program. She talked about being an immigrant who then worked in the White House, yeah. which is remarkable, and about being a mom. It's all that great stuff. And you can catch up on season one wherever you listen to podcasts. Yes, you can, my promo queen. Thank you. Okay. Hello. Also, before we even took a break, mom wanted to um, be like, let's make it seasons. And now you're getting what you wanted. I did. I thought seasons made sense instead of been like episode seventy four. Like you know, that, be that so doesn't long. seem weird to me. That's like a nice like record of the podcast. Well, there would be a record of no. The I, podcast. I get it. I just think like real people who do like real <laughs> podcasts have episodes oh, okay. and seasons. Okay, well you're getting it. Season okay. two, episode one. We can ask our listeners what they think about that. But now we've already decided we're not going to go back on it. That's a fair point. Okay, great. <laughs> so then it was June. I went to Iceland and Ireland. What was that We like? did, okay, we did have a request. Someone said, please let us know what you did this summer. And I'm not making that up. I can show you the DM. <laughs> I don't want to 
someone to think like no one cares because someone asked so you're not a liar you're not making stuff up i know i just i feel like people do that (laughs) i don't want to be like that okay okay then i went to iceland and ireland okay what was that like it was amazing to places i had never been before i don't remember if we spoke about that so i'm saying it again okay never been there loved both who'd you go with my boyfriend wolf Mm -hmm. that was my graduation present from you was our trip which was so cool when you graduated from college you went to spain and france and italy and italy yeah so you wanted me to have a similar kind of adventure yeah. experience and boy did i except you weren't backpacking no i was not backpacking but other than that it was very physically demanding in iceland we did oh, a no. lot of stuff glacier walking hiking volcanoes incredible stuff like, an active volcano oh yeah um what else i loved it and we went to ireland which was a little bit more a lot more chill there aren't mountains in ireland and i loved it there too you know i iceland is incredible and it's so different it's like landing on the moon when we got to ireland a week later i saw the blue sky and i like had tears in my eyes because i didn't realize how much the lack of sun had been affecting me and the lack of you mean the blue lack sky of blue sky and because light? it's yeah. so even in this peak summer we were there in july it's dark it's not the brightness isn't that bright hmm. and that brightness it's like this gray haze it doesn't actually go away like there's sunlight for like 21 hours of the day so it's very confusing was so it hard to fall asleep no i can fall asleep anywhere what about for a wolf <laughs> it was hard for him but every I, i'm pretty sure every bedroom in the entire country hotel house apartment has blackout jades because we would like come back upstairs from dinner from like these tiny very cool hotels and it would still be just as bright as it had been when we woke up. And you close the blackout shades and it's immediately pitch black. Hmm. So there's like no delineation. There's no sun down, sun up, like kind of grad- gradation. Mm-hmm. So that's really confusing. And then Ireland was just the most beautiful place. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. I'm ready to go back. I, I, we, I mean, Ireland is a big country. I mean, it's not big, but there's a lot to do. We were there for eight days. So I'd love to go back and go to the north. What did you do? Where did you go? We started in Dublin and we went south west mm-hmm. to carry the cliffs of Kerry. that was amazing we went to cork and then mm-hmm. we ended up back in dublin and you were in limerick and we were in limerick yep i haven't recounted my trip in a long time i was like doing it for a month straight when we got home know. and with pleasure of course and, and i haven't done that in so long and so then when we were in in limerick county limerick we stayed which is the most important part of the trip for me we stayed with our my and my brother's nanny from when we were kids emma and her family which was one of the most special things I've ever done. I hadn't seen Emma in close to 10 years and the car was still rolling. We pulled up to the house and I opened the car door and literally jumped out of the car when it was still rolling. I couldn't believe it. Aww. And it was one of the most amazing experiences ever. We stayed with her family for three days and it was so incredible. Wolf and I talk about it all the time, for real. Like staying with them and being there and experiencing that was amazing. They live in a beautiful house on a farm with this the most insane view like i could imagine like the, the hills of really just like the picturesque hills of ireland the green the sunsets everything so that was amazing and what did you do this summer miss while you were in ireland i partied my ass off <laughs> no you didn't i meant the trip oh, before that i did not actually party i mean my the ass trip off. after that no no i get it okay <laughs> I was just we know that like i was super cool oh yeah partying my ass off yeah free crib but well what i did do when you were in iceland and ireland was I spent a weekend with my friend Zoe, who's fr- introduced us to Katie Coleman, yes. the astronaut. Astronaut Dr. Coleman. And I saw we saw Katie on Friday night and then spent a lot of Saturday with her. 
and I'm like in Ireland at the Blue Lagoon. Mom texted me, which picture should I post? Like her and Katie wearing the NASA jackets. Like Katie, let me try in her NASA jacket, her flight jacket that was like in space. I know, and I was wearing it. Yeah, yeah, with shorts. It wasn't a good look, but oh my god, amazing. Oh, she's so cool. Yeah, she's awesome. Every minute I spent with her, I just thought like, holy cow, that's what. Then I went yeah on a huge trip actually. Yeah. But we didn't talk about the house we rented in Connecticut. Oh, okay. I forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> we brought that out. So, as you might know, we live in an apartment in New York City. But in the summer, we've, we don't we don't have like a house or a country house or anything. We really love to swim and have a pool and have, you know, my grandparents are up here for the summer. So it's really nice to have a place we can all be together instead of in our separate apartments. We live nearby to each other, but it's not the same as having a pool and a house. So we spent months in the beginning of last year looking for a house to rent in Connecticut or Westchester or someplace nearby an hour or less drive from the city everything was booked or one million dollars so what did we end up with was a house two hours away in <laughs> Connecticut in Washington which is really beautiful and has apparently the best food in Connecticut we ate really well there oh my god we were in Morris Connecticut on, Morris. on the lake in the weirdest house you guys I've ever seen I don't know if I can post the photos I don't think I'm allowed to do that okay but I've imagine you're I've only been in Vegas once. Imagine you're in Vegas at Caesar's Palace. That's the fucking house. From the outside, it's normal. The inside literally looks like a Vegas movie set. Everything is fake. Nothing works. There's like strobe lights. And there was a taxidermy squirrel attached to a fake tree in the basement. In the downstairs. And that bathroom had a urinal. It ha- oh, it was it was like modeled as if it were a public restroom. In the house. Yes. Mm-hmm. But there was a fun game room with like that little shuffleboard mm-hmm. game and a pool table. Oh, and then... And sh- a pop shot and I won. And you wanted to buy a pool table for our apartment. I, yes. Where are you going to put that? I don't know. Okay. I don't have room. Great. But I love playing pool. So the great part about the house was that we were all together, our family. That's the best part. And it was so funny. And we had a pool and we were on the lake and it was beautiful. And we rented a boat for a couple weeks. Yep. And that was great. But that house... Oof. It was but, so funny. But it was but it was fun. It was really yeah. fun to be together. But. And the surrounding area was great. We had amazing food and amazing ice cream. Oh, my God. Arethusa Farm? Yeah. We had a lot of fun, but that place. you got, There was yeah. a teddy bear. I'm not exaggerating you. It was 10 feet tall. It was. In the room that I slept in. Mm-hmm. And then one night, my uncle threw it on, my, on you as a, as a, as a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah. We had a lot of fun. We did. We only had it for five weekends. It rained three of the weekends. It yep. was a weird beginning of the summer. But so now we're going to start looking for next summer for a place closer. Yes. Less weird. Yep. We just want a pool, a heated pool, one of the bedrooms on the first floor for my parents. And air conditioning. Sure. If you have any leads, <laughs> please DM us. We are desperate. <laughs> so tell us about your trip to Africa because we're you're already planning the next one. Okay. So I went with my dad and my sister to Rwanda and Tanzania. I had never, neither of them had been to Africa before. I had been to East Africa a few times, most recently two years before in Uganda and Tanzania. And in Uganda, I trekked with gorillas, which was really difficult and kind of poorly run situation over there. And then my dad said he wanted to trek with gorillas. And, I, and he wanted to stay at nice places. And so it turns out we stayed in what I think is the nicest hotel I've ever stayed in my life. So it's called, it's Singita Hotel Quitanda in Volcanoes National Park. Holy cow. Everything. 
farm to table. They plant and grow everything. The food is delicious. The staff is incredible. The architecture, they've built it to be sort of one with the surrounding areas and they're reforesting the rainforest there. What does that mean? So mountain gorillas, well, they're only 1,025 plus or minus a couple mountain gorillas left in the whole world. Oh my God. And they live in um, Rwanda, Uganda, and Congo because the mountains that they live in kind of trisect those three countries. And there's one separate mountain in Uganda that I went to called the Buindi Impenetrable Forest. Oh, it was. Impenetrable? Is that it what it's called? Impenetrable. I thought yeah. you were joking when you told me that. Oh, no. <laughs> I have it on a t shirt. Oh, my God. Is that the one you're wearing right now? Let's see. Oh, no, you're wearing the no, giraffe. I'm wearing a giraffe conservation society. I can't. You can't make this up. <laughs> no. We flew to Rwanda. We flew through Europe. It, it was a bit of a pain traveling right now with all the so many documents, visas, PCR tests, wearing a mask for so many hours, like all that. It was just, it was a lot of travel. And then in Rwanda, Rwanda's been amazing with COVID. They've hardly had any cases because they they always worry that Ebola is right at their border from Congo. So like they already had all the PPP. They were fine with wearing masks and checking temperatures and people understood what it meant to be safe. And then the U.S. donated vaccines to them, COVID vaccines, and everybody took them mm-hmm. because they're smart over there and yeah. they know that infectious diseases kill people frequently. And so if there is a vaccine against an infectious disease, they're happy to And they know that vaccines it. don't actually do the killing. It's the <laughs> disease. Yeah, they believe in science. Right. We had to quarantine in one of a dozen hotels in Kigali, in the capital of Rwanda. So you land with your PCR test. You get another PCR test in the in the airport, which is quite nice. Take you to your hotel. You have to order room service while you're quarantining mm-hmm. for that night. Totally fine. And the next morning, get the test back, and you're free to go. So we went from there. We drove up to Volcanoes National Park. It's about two and a half hour drive. On the way, we stopped at the Genocide Museum, the main one in Kigali. Oh my God. It was... Was that your first time there? Intense. It was my first time there. Mm -hmm. I'd only been in the Kigali airport before. I'd never been inside Rwanda. Got it. And I've read a lot about the genocide in 94, where a million people were killed in a hundred days. Yeah. Like, it's hard to fathom those numbers. Mm -hmm. So we had a, a... not too many tourists were there last summer so we we actually had a private tour and the gentleman who gave us the tour who worked there who ran it um was a survivor of the genocide Two hundred and fifty thousand people who had been killed who were kind of thrown into mass graves were moved there and identified and oh. so people can come visit their family members and so so we're standing on hallowed grounds with 250,000 people wow. and they worked with the some of the people who work at Yad Vashem, mm-hmm. the Israeli Holocaust Museum, to help build this. And there are two beautiful stained glass windows depicting some of the stuff from Israel. And it's just so powerful, so sad. As you drive along, there are um, memorials along the road. Anyway, we went up and um, got to trek with mountain gorillas, which is incredible. And then after Rwanda, which is incredible, we went to Tanzania, which is also incredible, um, mostly for the people. I mean, obviously the animals are incredible, but mm-hmm. um, 
we met a, a guy named Jaffet who became a very close friend of ours. We spent, you know, day and night with him and we're going to be in touch with him forever and his family. So we're planning another trip. I thought my dad and my sister would be like one and done. Yeah. But they're like, okay, when are we going back? Plan us another trip. Oh my God. So you're the planner. You're in charge. I'm in charge. Uh-huh. Yeah. I love that. It's Great. Nice. They trust me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course. Why wouldn't they? I don't know. Okay. So there you go. <laughs> I've proven myself trustworthy. Yes, you have. Yeah. So I did that. And then... We both had big summers. We did. And then we went... You and I went to Paris. Oh, yeah. We had so much fun. Labor Day weekend. <laughs> except, the, except for the heat wave. Oh, my God. Yeah, that it was... was like 96 degrees. We're walking around Paris in jeans. That was no good. <laughs> that was crazy. And then our hotel had a pool and we got back to the hotel and mom ran down and jumped in the pool. <laughs> I did. And I want to get out. It was so relaxing. I didn't know why I thought that was so funny. I just wanted to like take a cold shower and lie down and you were like i'm swimming i was like okay <laughs> bye <laughs> it was awesome and then came home got back to work started to be crazy here in new york and then i went to greece <laughs> oh i forgot <laughs> i went to greece for four days for dear friends like kind of delayed wedding celebration it was about 100 people i went by myself i was a little worried about that um and end up making really good friends i think they'll have for life so, well, that's the best outcome you could have had. Exactly. Except for, like, finding your husband. But that's okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, yeah. Well. I'm kidding. It's fine. We'll get there. <laughs> okay. So here we are. Two gals. Same place we were in June. Physically. Not really emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. Are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Let's talk about it. Okay. What? Well, you know, it took me some time to convince you to sit down here and record again. Yeah. Do you have a sense of that? obviously it's fucking november no no i know but i want to talk about why because you kept saying that you had nothing to say yeah i still kind of feel like that but that's just not true well first of all you always have something to say okay in general and specifically i think it's been hard you're in you're in this group of young people who spent the last year and a half finishing college and they're home on the couch on their desk alone yeah and you missed out on career fairs and meeting with professors and bouncing ideas off of people and all that stuff you're supposed to do at the end of college to help you figure out what your next steps might be Mm -hmm. you also got blown off by your faculty mentor but okay it's fine no no that just wasn't good either okay (laughs) actually was the opposite of fine okay but what i mean is we can't do anything about that no no i know it's just bad luck yeah i know so i think you gave yourself some time to just you know enjoy being a graduate and travel and stuff and then you're like okay i'm back i'm gonna figure out i'm gonna get a job and you've met a ton of people and you sent a bunch yeah. of resumes it's not like i'm not doing anything not like i'm not trying no, no and most people are saying to you you're great well what do they say we'll keep you on our list or something yeah we'll keep or... you in mind we'll keep you in mind and i'm sure that's been frustrating but but the sense of you having nothing to say like it just was me feeling sad that you were feeling dejected yeah i mean i don't i mean the thing is like i think i've thought about this a lot in the past couple weeks is that that i think i was a comparative literature major i i think people with liberal arts degrees might also feel this way that like well i don't know but there's not like a direct skill set that i have that i can like apply to an exact there's like no formula for me which i which is good because i'm not like that and I obviously, you know, I wasn't an engineer or computer science, like where there are clear paths that you follow and you just like continue on this path. Mm -hmm. 
And so it's like finding a path, <laughs> like digging around in the dust, trying to find a path that doesn't exist. Like <laughs> it's hard, but it's also like, I don't have, I don't not have ambition, but I don't have a dream job. People, so many people, I've spoken to a ton of people in the past couple months, n- nice, helpful, mostly women, like cool women like, who are just like, how can I help you? What's your dream job? And I don't have one. Is that a good question, though? What's your dream job? Like, well, what they want to know is how can I help you get to where you ultimately want to be? Like, how can I be the best help for you? Which is such a, which is nice. Like, they want to actually sure. help and not just bullshit me on the phone for half an hour. Like, how can I help you get to that goal? But I don't have, like, an end goal career-wise. Like, I don't have a dream job. So then people don't, no one really knows what to say, which isn't their fault. They're just not expecting that response. Hmm. Because they're expecting, you know, from someone who graduated from Barnard, like, a young woman who you know with this degree like I'm very proud of it and whatever they expect me to like be like this is where I'm going and I'm going to get here in one day I'm going to get up here at this level at this company and like I'm so the opposite of that that I just don't really know what else to say like I don't have a dream job but I, thanks for the help yeah I think it's okay not to have a dream job and I also think like I guess I, I assume that everybody does I don't think so and I think a lot of people just decide to try one thing yeah and then there there's a statistic on people your age and a little older like how many times they change their jobs before they hit like 30 or 35 it used to be like you got a job and you stayed in it for 10 right. years and now people change every one to two years while they're trying out different things and figuring it out so it's right. sort of like what do you want to try first right and i don't know yeah so you're gonna figure it out yeah but a few weeks ago like i think you were feeling really down and frustrated about it yeah, I think frustrated is, is the better word just because it's like, I feel like, like I'm putting myself out there and I'm talking to a ton of people and submitting my resume and like doing everything I'm supposed to do and like sending thank yous and all that stuff that like can be kind of mind numbing. And it's nice, like everyone is nice and helpful and just like trying to like help you in the best way they can, but it never actually, like, it doesn't actually do anything. Or like I'm on the phone and they're telling me, you know, this is how I did this and I did this and I, you know, I started in this job and I'm just sitting there like, oh, I actually have no interest in that. But part of this mm-hmm. whole thing that you're going to, this exercise you're going through, is to figure out what you don't want to do. Yeah, it's also important. Yeah, I know. Like, I remember when I was training in medicine, I would see some doctors, I didn't like the way they were talking to patients, mm-hmm. or I didn't like the way they were talking to staff. Mm-hmm. And I each day I was like, okay, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. Yeah. Or the way they did a procedure, whatever mm-hmm. it was, like, you learn a lot about what not to do mm-hmm. more. Of course, you think it's more important to learn what to do, but... No, I get it. It just I, I felt like I already knew what I didn't want mm. beforehand. Like, I've had internships in college before the pandemic that I've learned a lot about what I do and don't like and what I mm. want and what I think isn't important and the way that I work and whatever. Like, I feel like I learned that. Not mm. Obviously, I don't know everything, but I'm just saying, like, I know I already had such a strong feeling of what I don't want. Yes. Like, that's not the question. Yeah, yeah, right now it's not. And I also know that I don't want to go to grad school. Okay. So, then what? And a lot of what I say, like, sometimes people, talking to people, and, like, I say, like, I'd rather work, like, I'd rather, like, work at, like, an ice cream store or, like, something like that, like, that's, in, like, that's hands-on and not, like, in a mind-numbing office. Like, to me, like, I've, I've had office internships and experience, and so I know that that's just really not for me. Um... And so I, I feel like that's kind of the only option, and I, so I'm just avoiding it, and I'm working in your office. <laughs> okay. But you're also going to explore with someone new some career options. Yeah. Yeah. So I think 
I think like what you would have had at college, like Barnard supposedly, <laughs> we'll never know, has a great like career counseling office. Right. And I also think like it was closed. At the end of the yes, you're right. But also like at the end of in the spring when I was finishing college, I think what I'm guessing is that if it we hadn't been in a pandemic, I would have been speaking to my advi- advisors and like um, professor friends yeah. about where do we go from here as opposed to like, wow, we're in a pandemic, huh? Mm-hmm. The pandemic kind of over, I mean, obviously overshadowed everything, but just like in converse, like they, like they were assuming that I wasn't thinking about like next steps, like in a job as opposed to like, how has the pandemic affected your college experience? And like, obviously like certain assignments were changed based on our lack of classroom activity and presence and whatever like my thesis was shortened from like 80 pages to like 40 or 30 because we couldn't actually see each other and like it's such a big part of the thesis in my program was working together as a group because there were only like 10 of us so it was like the focus is all on like how has the pandemic affected your the end of your barnard experience as opposed to like how like what comes next for you which it should have been i guess but i wasn't thinking about that in the moment but you weren't also because i did have some of those conversations with with my two thesis advisors who I just love but it's not it's no one's fault it's just like the way that it was was bad luck I also like my really close friends two of my really close friends one is in starting is in her PhD program and my other really close friend is in her master's program in like my close friends I'm the only one in my own position because so I have all of my friends are like liberal arts people and they all mostly want to go to grad school or started grad school so I just, I mean, clearly it's just going to take a little extra time to figure it out. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. No, it's just, I guess the problem can be when you get so frustrated that you just avoid and shut down and are like done for a yeah, while. But you're allowed to do that. Sure you are. Yeah. Just not forever. I didn't say that. Oh, yeah. And then it's also hard because you meet people who you don't know that well and everyone wants that whatever you're doing it's like they ask you the next thing so yeah. you could get asked right. 10 times in one day oh what are you doing next yeah that what happens to me that's why i don't i've really been going out and like meeting new people like going out like with like my boyfriend and like friends that we don't know or like friends of a friend like not like our friends but like friends of theirs because i don't want to talk about it oh. like, i can't do it it just like breaks me down oh. because then i don't want to be nice and i'm going to be like shut the fuck up <laughs> it's not your business like that's not nice and people are just trying to start conversation and get to know you and instead i'm like i'd rather die than be here oh well that is sad i guess it is but also there's like a confidence thing to that right you just gotta know you will figure it out no i yourself. know that i just don't really care <laughs> think yeah i'll get there there's no rush when you were feeling frustrated and you didn't want to talk and you were didn't want to record the podcast you were being like a bit avoidant like i was like oh shit how can i be helpful what am i like what can i do and then finally like brought it up yet another time and that's when you said to me well mom you never went through this so you can't understand and i was like wait a second first of all but about how i changed medical specialties like four or five times and had a weird job for this internet company before I went back and figured out I wanted to be a dermatologist but there I had a lot of starts and stops yes I always knew I wanted to be a doctor like after I decided I couldn't be an astronaut because there weren't any women (laughs) figuring out like what I wanted to do and what I'd be good at and what would make me happy took like a really long time right but what I'm saying what I'm saying is that it was all in the field of medicine I don't even have a field yes no no no, I get that okay but but then I said like doesn't matter even if I 
who had a very straight path, I can still understand what you're going through. Like by defi definition, empathy is understanding what the other person's going through because no two people have gone through the same exact thing. I know. And so if someone's a good listener and caring and isn't making the conversation about themselves and really thinks about you, then they're helpful. Can be helpful. Yeah. I think that's important. No, I know, but like you still haven't been through what I've been through. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. I but know it, what you're going but through. But I can't talk to you. Like you can't, like I can't talk to you about the way that like you don't know the exact way that I'm feeling. Because you're not 23. Like you just are not my peer. I know, but I remember what it felt like to be that age and to be I know, but lost and not know what, what I, to do. I'd rather talk to someone who's my age and going through the exact same thing as me. Well, then go for it. Okay. I'm not saying it's me and, and no one else, but I can be helpful and I can be someone good to talk to. I often just don't want to talk about it. I didn't feel like you weren't accepting that. Well, because I was watching your mood get worse and I was watching you get defensive and avoidant. And yeah, but I don't have to be happy all the time. Like, I can just be dealing with it. Of course you don't have to be happy all the time. I never said you have to be happy all the time. Okay. Of course not. But I just thought if there's any way, any person I can introduce you to that might be more helpful than me. No, that's or... good. Yeah. I just, this is not an easy time. You have introduced me to a ton of people and like, everyone's just like nice and helpful and just like it doesn't go anywhere but that's not anyone's fault it's just you just need one person for it to be a good fit right and to go somewhere so i'm not i'm not gonna stop but i feel like you didn't you weren't receptive for a little while that's okay yeah no i'm not judging i'm just saying for like about a month you were in a real funk and i had to figure out how to help you get out of it and one of the ways i thought could be good was talking about it here mm -hmm. because you may f it may feel like you're one of the only ones going through this now, or at least only per people you know closely. Yeah, I don't, I mean, obviously I'm not the only person. I just don't know anyone else who actually is. Because I think each person going through it is like alone in their apartment or their house dealing with it. Mm -hmm. Like, no one's really talking to each other about it. But I think it's a big thing. And yeah, it's getting so annoying talking about like the effects of the pandemic. But there are huge effects on each group of people. Mm -hmm. I would say like less on me developmentally, right? Cause I'm older, but you know, work got shut down, that kind of stuff, sure. But college is finite, which is good that it's, you know, a, a set number of years. But when you lose a year and a half. I didn't feel like I lost time though. The only thing that I wish, I mean, obviously it's better to go to school in person, but like I was already living at home. So like, I just wish that I didn't have, I had, hadn't had dance on zoom like dance class not in the studio like that sucked the most i think um but the yeah. intangible stuff of just seeing people being with them in or bouncing no i get it off. like no you just you can't get that back and you only have it for a certain period of time so that just sucked and just like it sucked for Jaden to graduate from high school mm -hmm. in his boxer shorts without a cap and gown like i have no graduation picture of him i know it's so weird in your office that you have two of me I know. And so you don't, we won't get that time back. Like these things that are just finite, high school, college. Well, I mean, I don't, I guess, but like, I don't feel like, I'm not like wishing I had time back that I lost. Like I graduated from college. Like it's still like, we still had a great time. Like yes. I still like, I'm not like, wow, I lost those years. Like I don't think that way at all. No, but you lost experiences that would help be helpful for you right now. Yeah. I'm so of the mindset that like, finding your path like career-wise is like the least important thing in life like the most important thing is family and your relationships and your friends and everything and so to me career and like i hate that word i don't know why 
is at the very bottom. So I think that's why I'm more eh, ambivalent. Not ambivalent, I mean, kind of. Thinking more so, it'll happen, like I'll figure it out, which I will, mm-hmm. because the most important things in my life are really good. So it's why I'm not actually so upset, just frustrated, but passively frustrated. Mm. You know? Yes. Like, I'm not thinking about it all the time, but when I do, it's annoying, but it's not clouding my thoughts. Yeah. And we're, I mean, we're lucky to have such great family, such great friends. Mm-hmm. And New York's coming back. I mean, we're way less isolated. We've seen a bunch of Broadway shows and concerts and comedy shows. Yeah. So before we get to Ask Dr. Amy, why don't you update us? This week is Thanksgiving. Yes, it is. Your birthday the day after. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? 52. I am not 52 yet. In four days, you'll be. <laughs> okay. I think it's fine. I like even number birthdays. You do? I'm just like I've even... never thought about that. I like even numbers. Oh, I turned 23 since we've been Yes, off. you have. Happy, happy belated. Thank you so much, everyone. <laughs> I, feel, I feel pretty good about it. I'm... I've hurt my knee, but that doesn't make me feel old because I've had hurt knees since seventh grade. That has nothing to do with turning 52. No, I'm just like, am I falling apart? I don't think so. No. <laughs> um, You're a strong, single woman. <laughs> <laughs> Damn straight. Damn straight. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about my birthday. I guess it's weird around a birthday, like not having a boyfriend. Or do you s- wish you had a boyfriend? Significant other. Well, in theory, Yes. But the specifics of what that boyfriend is, <laughs> is uh, what his name is, yeah, <laughs> who, what he looks like, yeah, exactly. It's all very nebulous, okay, because he doesn't exist, and my standards are so high. I'm keeping him there. Good. I'm not settling again. Okay. I'm not doing dating apps. Okay. Everyone wants me to. Apparently, Hinge is good, but you've done them before. It's not like you've never tried it. You've done it, and you say no, and that's it. Put your foot down. I did. Okay. Yeah. So I'm really just doing setups and organically meeting people. And also nothing is what you're doing <laughs> right now. <laughs> Which is of, fine. Kind of nothing. Yeah. I, f- I feel good. I'm actually taking a trip by myself. Yes, you are. And I'm going to Iceland. Mm-hmm. Copying you. Yep. As you should. I'm trying to see the Northern Lights. So I'll be there on the winter solstice just Great. for three days. Um, I think a friend's going to meet me for dinner on the last night. But I'm going to hike the volcano that was active and now isn't. I can't pronounce it, so I, I won't even Me try. Me either. I'm going to try out this new place called the Sky, Sky Lagoon. Lagoon, which mm-hmm. looks sick. And it's a short trip. I know and it's going to be dark, but it's going to be incredible. And you'll come right home. I'm looking forward to it. So let's move on to Ask Dr. Amy. We haven't done one in like five months. Oh my gosh. Okay, it's time for an Ask Dr. Amy segment. We got these questions from Instagram, so if you have any questions, please DM us on Instagram at embarrassingyoupodcast or email us at info at embarrassingyoupodcast.com. We have gotten a couple of emails. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Number one. Can the sun's rays go through clothes or bathing suits? Unfortunately, the sun's rays can go through certain clothing, fabrics, bathing suits. So if a bathing suit or clothes is like rated for some protection, there will be a tag on it, but those are very few. You'll get it more on uh, bathing suits than anything else, but if a bathing suit is white or a really pale material or quite thin, 
the sun can see through it. Usually I say if you can't see through it at all, like there's nothing sheer, it's really opaque, then the sun can't either. That's a that's a pretty good rule to go by, but white bathing suits are notorious for the sun going through them. They're cute though. <laughs> They're cute. I have one. So what I say anyway about applying your sunscreen is to put it on naked. Your bathing suit shifts and moves around anyway. So if you're following like the exact angles and lines of the bathing suit, it's inevitably going to move and you'll get a little burn tan. So put your sunscreen on naked in the mirror. That way you won't forget things <laughs> like the tops of your ears, right? Yes. The sides of your neck. It's also then you won't get sunscreen on your bathing suit or clothes and make a stain. That's a good thought too. Yes. Yes. And then clothing is the same. If it's really thick clothes that you can't see through and it's not white, then you have a chance of the sun not getting through it. But I put sunscreen under everything unless it's a sun shirt that says, you know, UPF 50. And then it's like so nice because you don't have to put sunscreen underneath those clothes. Next question. Okay. What is psychodermatology? Okay. Well, when I became a dermatologist as I was already a psychiatrist, my friends started calling me psychoderm. Really? <laughs> yeah. And one in particular used it in like with not a nice tone and was like, you're a psychoderm. Like you're a psycho. Oh, I just got that. Yeah. That's well, not nice. She was kidding. She was joking. But nobody talked about that it wasn't a word when I started doing this. But more recently, psychodermatology has become kind of a thing. There have been articles written about it. I've been interviewed for some of them. A true psychodermatologist is someone who is both a psychiatrist and a dermatologist, or a psychologist and a dermatologist. Different things. Yes, but there are very few of us. So I still think I'm the only woman in the U.S. who's board certified in both psychiatry and dermatology. There are two men now. And then there's another man who's a PhD in psychology and a dermatologist. But there are dermatologists who are interested in psychiatry and psychologists who are interested in dermatology and little clinics popping up saying they're psychoderm. I just get a little nervous that people can call themselves psychodermatologists without the proper training because okay. it takes a long time to get it. But I like that there's an interest in it because there is a lot of overlap between what goes on in the skin and the mind. And it works in both directions. Oh, like you mean the 2008 hit book, The Mind Beauty Connection by Dr. Amy Beth Wexler? <laughs> Available on Amazon and anywhere you purchase books? You mean the one that Simon & Schuster printed, published? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, your book. Yes. Read all about it in Mom's book, The Mind Beauty Connection. <laughs> Available in hardcover and paperback. <laughs> Thanks, so. <laughs> it's really good. Well, thank you for saying that. You're welcome. I, I still stand by that book. You should. I think some of the products are no longer exist, and I have different thoughts about products. Okay. Since it, the book was published on your 10th birthday. I know. Which is October 7th, 2008. I know. That's why part of the reason why I think you should write a second book, to update your opinions on products, but also everything. Yeah, just to update it. Um, but I'm still referring to that book all the time in interviews, and I get interviews all the time about the mind skin mm -hmm. overlap and connection and so psychodermatology is a relatively new field okay last question okay fine what is a diamond facial and do you do them in the office yes yes we do <laughs> call for an appointment 212-396-2500 <laughs> nice thanks kid <laughs> welcome so we have 
a special kind of microdermabrasion called diamond tone microdermabrasion. What's so nice about it is the wands that are used on the face have diamonds encrusted on them. Really? Yeah. I thought I didn't realize. I have no idea what this means. They really do. Oh. Yeah. So they're they're rough cuts of diamonds, right? They're not like oh. fancy ones that you would wear as a ring or whatever. And there's different wands, and we sterilize them between patients, obviously. And it takes off the dead layer of cells on the surface of the skin that's called exfoliation. And it does it in a gentle way and a relaxing way. A lot of patients fall asleep. Because you don't recommend exfoliating to people, like at home. Like you don't want loofahs, you don't want exfoliants on the skin. Depends what it is and how often. Yeah, so if you do it in the office with that, afterwards the skin like soaks up moisturizer really well for about a month. We've proven that. We tested it with solution 10 when it came out Mm -hmm. with and without microdermabrasion and so then your skin will be like more moisturized Mm -hmm. and it's relaxing and the old form of microdermabrasion used sand and kind of went over your skin and it felt like a rough cat's tongue or sandpaper and then those sand granules were everywhere with your hair so this this diamond tome thing it's like when you get a cleaning of the dentist and the fluoride's all over your face (laughs) (laughs) always happens to me it happens to me too (laughs) But I don't care because I love getting my teeth cleaned. Have you ever done this facial on yourself? I have. I rarely take the time to have it done, but it's really How nice. long does it take? It can be done in 15 minutes. Oh, you were acting like it takes hours. I know, but I don't usually take that much time myself. I'm running out the door. I'm like, I'm going to check myself for two seconds for a little Botox or Juvo or something. But it is so nice. And afterwards, we massage in moisturizer. And then the skin feels really great well hydrated and it's relaxing and i think it lowers cortisol levels so there's a psychodermatology okay great <laughs> yeah that's a wrap oh my gosh I'm happy to be back. we're back i'm happy to say that good you're happy to, for me to say that i am <laughs> okay so we're gonna record again for next week soon yes if you have any topic suggestions please let us know on instagram you can always follow us at embarrassing podcast back using the account regu- regularly and by that I mean I'm back using the account regularly <laughs> thanks so please follow us um, on Instagram and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and give us five stars in the podcast app it really means a lot and maybe write a review if you you know enjoying this thank you thanks okay. everyone see you soon happy Thanksgiving bye bye, bye.